Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me See Me podcast. And today, I'm talking to an amazing woman I met some time ago, and um, we've got a real loving common of, of the Capuchin Day Centre uh, in Dublin, where she is the team leader for our Haircuts for Homeless project. And we both have learned to love the wonderful brother, Kevin. And today I'm talking to Siobhan. Hello, Siobhan. Hi, Stuart. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Great. Strange times. Really <laughs> yeah. strange times. Being out yeah. walking. Then, yeah. You know... <laughs> Let's begin with that because um, obviously you're in Dublin um, and I'm, I'm over yeah. in Essex in England and I know that the two countries uh, have reacted sort of differently to it. So if we start with that, because I, I sort of obviously keep in touch with you guys and that and I saw that the, yeah. the Irish um, uh, government, or they seem to take things very strictly, uh, uh, very quickly, which I thought was good. Yeah, I thought that was good too. Um, initially, we were supposed to be back on the 20th of July, but they're trying to push it back to the 28th of June now. So oh, right. they're, they're saying if all goes well, so <laughs> hopefully yeah. we'll be back then. But we'll see how that goes. Because it's, uh, I know obviously financially it's a, it's a everyone in the industry, but also I think. Um, it's what we do. It's a big part of our life, isn't it? So, I don't know about yourself. I know, but and it's really strange, yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you're walking, I've been a hairdresser since I was 15, you know, when they were sitting at home. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's strange. Very strange. I'm sure you're the same. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you've had sort of like your arm cut off, isn't it, a little bit? Um, yeah, I know. Feelings, I, know. Though, I must admit, because, you know, I've got to be honest, I got sort of part of me desperate to get back and started, but part of me sort of a bit, um, what would you say? Um, like got lockdown mentality, you know, like a bit scared to yeah. get back out there in a way, you know. Um, yeah, that happens, doesn't it? Yeah, you're yeah. just nervous because we're so close, we're walking so close to people, and yeah, you know, it's, what way will it walk when we get back into the salon? It is. You know, it's worrying, isn't it? Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I've been, obviously, I've had to work really hard on, on preparing what we might do when we get back to doing our projects. 
because that's yeah. even even more difficult to to imagine yeah. how we're going to do that because it's as you know it's a different um it's a different type yeah, of totally different environment isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah environment yeah yeah um, yeah that's it i think uh, i can i mean we're going to have to use ppe you know um, yeah, masks and... and I, 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 we're just going to have to figure it out, aren't we? So that's, that's, a lot of people look yeah. at me as if I'm the front of all knowledge, but I've got very little. I've just had to sort I mean, of I'm, ask other people. And, uh, you know, I've been... I'm really lucky with contacts with the British Beauty Council and, um, you know, yeah. a lot of the hairdressing agencies. And they've all been really helpful. And, and people like L'Oreal have done loads and loads of research and helping us prepare... Um, to get yeah. started again, you know. Um, but I suppose we just got to wait until we get out there and get started, really, to see how we get on. Yeah, see how it goes. Hopefully, the virus will die off a little bit more by then, mm. and it won't be as as strict, you know that way. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, like, um, how long could it's been? I know, I know. I've been doing this whole thing. For Haircuts for, for sort of five and a half years now, and it was pretty soon after I started that I went over to Ireland and got started. How long have you been involved? Yeah, I think it's four years. Four I've years. Been thinking about it, say yeah. four years I've been involved in it. Yeah, so um, people were doing it, and you stepped up. Um, obviously, people come and go and yeah. change, but you stepped up to take over as team leader, didn't you? About that time. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah, I actually a friend of mine was doing it, and I I volunteered once. She was the team leader, and then I I know her really well, but she had her circumstances changed. Yeah, you know, she yeah. couldn't do it, so I kind of stepped in. And at first, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I was a bit overwhelmed, but <laughs> then like I just got to love it, you know. And yeah. I have to say, our the rest of the lads that have been there from day one, they're, I don't really feel that I lead the team as such because no. they're all brilliant. Like, we sit down after every session, have a chat, a cup of tea, something to eat, and, yeah. you know, we plan things, and they'd say, you know, we need to do this, we need to do that, and so we're all kind of leading the team as such, you yeah. know, that way. <laughs> so I, think, I have yeah, to give I... them credit. They're a great bunch Oh, they are. I, I, I mean, yeah. obviously, funds and time don't um, encourage it too much. But when I can, ever I can get over there, I absolutely love coming because yeah. it's such a great country yeah. people. And you know, like, oh, and the, you're the right. The crack we have. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. Open that realm with it. And with, it <laughs> yeah. This is so. Because it, it's such a. To be honest, you know, it's a sad, sad environment. You know, you're talking, you it know, is, all around yeah. the UK and Ireland, and like, yours is the biggest, uh, the biggest problem. Yeah. You know, that that centre is the biggest one we 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 go to. Eight hundred yeah. people a day. You know, they're still giving out yeah. eight hundred people yeah. a day, even in lockdown, aren't they? They're yeah, saying, even though they're closed. Yeah, they're doing yeah. takeaway meals. Yeah. I was talking to them there a couple of weeks ago and they said they're you know, they can't open the doors obviously but they're as busy as ever. They're still doing the meals, uh takeaway meals, they they give out nappies, formula, food parcels, everything, you know. But, um, I I I've just gone go, go ahead, sorry. No, you go ahead, please. 
I was just going to say about, you know, we have quite a small room and it's upstairs. Yeah. And when when the clients come up, um, we've really gotten to know them and we all have our regulars. And when they come up the stairs, it's like, oh, here he is. And they all know each other and they're all kind of having the banter with each other. And yeah. it's just great crack. But uh, I, I really miss them, and the rest yeah. of the lads do as well. You know, they've been on. I wonder how so and so is, and yeah. you know, I can't wait to get back and see them all. <laughs> oh, no. I hope they're all doing okay. You know. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. I've got people, the the, yeah. the ones that I visit regularly, and you know, as I say, I've got to know, you know, five years. Some some I've known some of them guys. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, I know. you know, I'm really concerned for them how things are at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember I came the last time I think, and uh, you got because our clients are all very different, aren't they? And I know we got one that's evidently very hard to please, and I did her hair that day, and she was nice as pie to me. Do you remember those going? I yeah. can't believe she was. We won't say who it is, but we can't. I can't believe she was nice yeah. to me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she has her um, her moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I know. It's it's an amazing team you've got there, and, and it's true what you say. I just uh, to oversee everything. I just need a, a point of you know contact. So team leaders, some sometimes they they are very much the, the the leading person, but in your case, it is definitely a team effort, and it you know, and I just oh, you're just a point of contact yeah. for it, you know. Uh, so, yeah. so tell us. Would you, I mean, I'll, I'll start off because if anyone hasn't heard the other one about the podcast with Brother Kevin, Brother Kevin, we're going to talk about, he's, yeah. he's set up in the late 60s and he's given yeah. his life to running the Capuchin Day Centre, helping the homeless and the, those in yeah. need of Dublin. Uh, for all of that time, he's now 83, busy as ever. Yeah. Um, so, I know, what a man. Know, yeah, yeah. So tell us, tell us yeah. what you know about Brother Kevin. Um, well, every time we're there, you know, he makes a, like he's a busy man, as you say, but he always comes up to us and he sits down, you know, has a bit of crack with us. And as you know, he's always asking us for a perm. That's his, yeah. <laughs> that's his joke. His when am I getting joke. a perm? <laughs> <laughs> or else he wants his hair uh, coloured, the colours of the cork flag. <laughs> and we're saying, no, you're in Dublin now. You can have the, the, the Dublin flag. So, um, But he, he always comes up and says to us, oh, you're great people. And I'm saying to myself, we're great people. Like, yeah. you know, like he's so humble. He, he goes around thanking everybody else. But yeah. I don't think he even realises what kind of a person he is. He just gets stuck in and, yeah. you know, he's such a character. He really is. Yeah. He's an amazing man. Uh, I, I rang there, I was thinking about him. I rang the centre just to see if he was okay and, like, you know, during COVID and you know, be worried about him because he's older, but he, he's yeah. fine and he's, you know, he's as strong as an ox, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know he's I, I just thought such a legend, you know. He's he's a, a lovely, lovely man, he's, mm. and he always says that, and it's taught me a lot as well. He says uh, that they never judge anybody. 
Mm. Um, like you never know people's circumstances, so they just welcome everybody, and and it's true. Like you don't know what people are going through. No. So you know you might see someone oh they're dressed well. What kind of problems do they have? But you just don't know. You know you right. can't you can't judge people. So I learned that from Brother Kevin. But he he's just such an amazing man. Really is. He taught me the same thing to be honest, and I thought I was pretty much. Yeah. I thought I was pretty non-judgmental till I met him, and he, he some of the things he said, and I realised that. I have a lot to learn, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's very difficult not to prejudge people and with everything going on as well. Um, and, yeah. and it's 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 very bad situation in Dublin with regard to the home. Yeah. Um, I, it yeah, always blows me away. Yeah, because we're getting busier and busier. Like, there's... You know, we're there for, say, two hours, and we could do, like, 50 haircuts. I think we'd done more. I think it was one time it was nearly 55 or 60 or something. Yeah. It's just, like, getting busier. and Like, you have your regulars, and then there's always new people yeah. coming in as well. And, um, like, I know where I say, oh, we have the crack, we have great banter up there, but mm. sometimes it will break your heart because... Uh, a few months ago we were in there and we were just packing up and a young lad came up the stairs. He must have been about 17. And he said, oh, you finished. You know, I wanted a haircut. And I said, oh, no, you know, sit down there. And um, one of the lads was getting the stuff out, of, the equipment out to get ready to do his hair. And he was sitting there chatting to me. And I would never ask anybody, you know, their circumstances. And neither would any of us, but... He just started to tell me um, that he's only recently homeless. So he'd been homeless for about two or three months and he only, the, the week before, got a place in a youth hostel. So he'd been sleeping rough and um, he had a rucksack with him and he was saying, everything I own is in that rucksack. And he said, there's a nice lady at the hostel. She washed all my clothes for me. And I, I had to kind of walk away because I was well enough thinking. Yeah. Like, he was a few years older than my own son. Mm. And he was such a lovely, lovely lad. Like, And, you know, when I went home that night, the, the lads were uh, kind of texting, saying, oh, that poor, poor lad today. And I was saying, I know, it will break your heart. I couldn't stop thinking about him. Mm-hmm. So there's times, you know, where it really gets to you, you know. Mm. It's very sad. So it's, it's like, it's, it's all what Yeah. It's hard not to take it home with you, isn't it, sometimes? I, I find that. Yeah. Yeah. And another time uh, when I'd only started, um, there was an older man uh and he just had a, a heart operation. I think it's called a bypass or something. Mm, yeah. And he he was sleeping in a hostel, but um, it was the depths of winter and it was freezing, you know. And I yeah. came home that night and I'm sitting at the fire and, like, I was thinking, you know, like, my own father-in-law had that done and it took him a long time to recover. And I was saying, like, that poor man, like, he's no one to look after him and... Mm. You know, like, it gets, it really gets to you sometimes, but, you know, it, it really does. I'm sure you're the same. Yeah. I think it, it's, and I, I often try and um, 
appreciated to people because sometimes even people say to me that it makes them feel guilty that they're yeah. um, so yeah. okay and and I try and always say try and re- always replace that guilt with gratitude you know yeah. as long yeah. as it makes you grateful for what you've got um, and your circumstances yeah that's what it's I, not your children that was my uh, yeah my next thing to say was um like I've, I've listened to your podcast and I've heard you say that, you know, haircuts for homeless has helped you more than you've you ever thought it would. But I was thinking about that and it's helped me as well because, you know, you'd come home from work one day and you'd say, oh, I'm working all week and I don't have the money for this, I don't have the money for that. But now I just go, do you know what? I have a roof over my head. My kids have a roof over their heads. And what else do you need, really? No. Do you know what I mean? And it's made me more humble and grateful for what I have. And yeah. that that's really the best thing I get out of it, you know. And mm. obviously, like, helping other people. But it really does make you more humble and yeah. more grateful. Yeah. Yeah, the gratitude is, is, is just... Um, it, it's the answer to everything, really, you know. And no matter yeah. what's going on, you know, just being grateful for what you've got and your circumstances. Yeah. I think, you know, and even in even in the worst of times, you just, you reach out to someone else and you realise that, that things can be so much worse, um, especially with everything going on at the moment, you know. Um, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've struggled a bit with it, but I, you know, it just keeps me going constantly um, and the thought that we yeah. can get out there and make a difference when we get started you know I mean yeah. when yeah. the last time I visited was funny enough it was only oh god it's a weird life at the moment it was only the beginning of this year wasn't it yeah I think it was was it March or February oh, or March yeah really. oh no it wasn't it was March February uh, I think yeah, yeah January yeah. February but it wasn't that long before yeah. The lockdown, really. It was only a, I know. a matter yeah. of weeks before. And we didn't have no clue, yeah. did we? Just going back to that yeah, time. Yeah, we didn't have it, to it was do what was... We didn't know it was coming, did yeah. we? You know. Um, no. And there'd been some really... Uh, there was a couple of things that had happened at that time during Christmas, weren't there? Where firstly was the... You can remind me, was the elderly lady that came out of hospital um, and then died on the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was yeah, there's been again? a lot of that. that was, yeah. Yeah, she's, she'd only uh, been released from hospital um, and they found her, I think, yeah, there's a an organisation in our city helping the homeless and mm. I think one of them found her um, on the street only a, a day or two later, like she, she was yeah. just let out and... You know, then we've had a lot elderly, of that, you know, people don't... How old she? Sorry? She was quite elderly, wasn't she? If I remember right. Yeah, yeah. So there's no, like, system in yeah. place for them, you know that way? No. Like, like that fella I was saying with the heart, uh, you know, had the heart operation. You know, yeah. they just let them loose then, you know, even though they've nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Like, it's just, you, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, we've I'm had sure a lot of over the last the year, year. 80s or 90s or something, and yeah, I can't believe yeah. that she would, she would be yeah. allowed to just go straight out back to the street. And and yeah. then there was the other one, wasn't there, where they was clearing all the tents out, and that, that guy got hurt. Oh, they just yeah. Put the bulldozer yeah. through, didn't they? And they hadn't checked if anyone yeah. was in them. 
I know. I know. Yeah, that was... Um, when was that? That, just, that was about Christmas time. I think that was time, last just before. Oh, it was probably... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've had a lot of things, you know, a lot of uh, yeah. things like that, you know, especially obviously in the winter, you know, dying from the cold and yeah. And then we had a there a while ago, someone died in a hostel, a young girl died in a hostel. I don't know the circumstances exactly, but you know, I think sometimes a lot of people that I've been talking to in the center, um, they say that. You know, it's safer to sleep on the street sometimes, you know, depending on where the hostel is or if yeah. they know someone within it and they, they feel safer outside, which is yeah. terrible. So, you know, yeah. sad situation. I've, I've had that uh, experience with um, some women sometimes and uh, I took someone yeah. to a hostel for the evening um, and then I saw her again a couple of days later and said, oh, did you, how did you get on? And she, she left because I think this place in um, Hornchurch where I live, uh, at the time there was 30 men in this hall um, and her, yeah. and she just didn't feel safe oh. in there. So she went yeah. back out after it um, uh, and then, slept, you know, just she found it safer sleeping near a railway arch than to be in, in with there. Yeah, so it's not straightforward, is it? People saying, well, "Why?" No, why people it's very. Yeah, I know, and I, I've heard um, that because of the COVID, um, a few homeless people have been got put into uh, apartments and flats because yeah. they can't self-isolate over here. You know, and yeah. I'm, I was just kind of angry, saying, "How come you can do that now and you couldn't yeah. do it before?" You know that way. Like it's very frustrating, isn't it? Now, it's yes. great to hear yeah, people yeah. getting accommodation, but because there's so many empty flats and houses in Ireland yeah. boarded up, and they're, they're just not putting the money into the right places, you know? Um, I think that's always going to be the case, isn't it? It's going to be... Um, yeah. there's, not, there's not a lack of money, because when it's really needed, it appears, doesn't it? Um, so yeah. uh, it just depends on what it's, what it's spent on, uh, who's in charge. Uh, and it's a difficult thing. We we had it in um, over here, uh, and a lot of guys got put into temporary accommodation. They was even using like the travel lodges and premier inns. Um, but sometimes they was in in flats, but they were just put in a flat with nothing else. So some of our teams were rallying around and getting them, you know, just the essentials, yeah, you know, like a, yeah, towels and some blankets and things because they were just put yeah. in a flat. But even that came to an end because it was only, I think, last week that um, they they stopped it. So all of a sudden, oh. they all just got put back out, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, even the centres, yeah, they just said that all of a sudden we realised. We knew straight away because everything became really busy, the ones that were open. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do? Yeah. We can only do our bit, can't we? This is the thing, isn't it? it yeah, that's it, all. Yeah, that's the it, thing. Like, all I can do is hair, so yeah. it's nice to be able to give back a little bit with something yeah. that you're you're good at, you know, and you've done most of your life. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? It's we can do what we can do. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. And I've seen the difference, and I, I've seen it, all across the years and everywhere I've been, you know, but I've, I've seen that, I've seen that 
in action in Dublin, in that room. That room, it, it, for those two hours, that's a very special place to be in. You know, it's yeah. like the, the, the uplifting of human spirit. Yeah. And it's, we joke and we laugh and we, we make light of things, but it's just, it's a very special environment that, you know. Um, and Yeah, it really is. It really yeah. is. And, and I'm always impressed about how they look after each other, don't they? Yeah, and they all kind of, I find a lot of the people that come into the Capuchin, they all know each other, you know, so the minute they come up the stairs, there's this banter and they're kind of slagging each other. That's what Irish people do, like, (laughs) you know, slag each other off. And then we know the story because we've heard it before and then they get us involved and, you know, it's just great crack, like, you know, sometimes (laughs) I'd be actually crying, laughing. (laughs) I have to stop what I'm doing for a minute to gather myself together. We've met some characters over the years. I swear, oh. there's one one little man that comes in, and he comes up the stairs. He's just a ray of sunshine, yeah. and he'd just be saying to one of the girls, Monica. You know, he'd be saying, yeah. um, "Oh, will you meet me under the clock at Cleary's?" <laughs> that that's an old saying for you know. My mum used to tell me, you know, um, when you were going on a date years ago, the fella would ask you to meet him under the clock at Cleary's, you know. (laughs) But he's the crack, like, and when you see him coming up the stairs, we'd be like, oh, here he is, he's full of devilment, you know. He's great, and even what he's going through, he just, he's always cracking jokes. And uh, we had another lady as well, she was... um, she sinned past God lover. She was in her eighties and she was a tiny little woman and she used to the you know, the stairs is quite yeah. steep. You'd hear her shouting at the bottom of the stairs for one of us to go down and help her up, you know. Yeah. So one of the lads would go down and help her up the stairs and she'd be particular now I want this done I want that done now I have arthritis here and there and, and we've gone oh you know God love you cut her hair and then when she was finished she used to do a little jig like an <laughs> Irish dance and we'd be like I thought you had arthritis everywhere <laughs> and she'd be screaming laughing she was such a, like a character like gosh we've loads of people like that you know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And the important thing for me is, this is what I really want to hear about, um, because it is very, you know, it's very sad and it brings you down to earth quick, but I love people to hear that other side of thing. Um, and when you are walking past someone in the street, these these are the people you're walking past, you know, so yeah. you telling those yeah. stories is so crucial about uh, yeah. the, the human element of what we do. You know, because it's more than I know, cause, yeah. a brown and out person, you know. Yeah, like, I, I think before I got into this, and, um, you know, I think there's a lot of stigma around homeless people. Everybody thinks they're homeless because they're on drugs or they're alcoholics, but it's so not true. Like, it's not... I mean, yes, there there is a, an element of that, but, like, most of the people I've met have had so many a variation of different problems and you know it could happen to me you know I, I could it could happen to anybody if you can't keep up with your mortgage payments but it's it's not all people that are homeless are not on drugs and they're not alcoholics that is so not mm. true like and I think there's a you know oh sure look they got themselves there 
you know, from, but it's, it's just so not true. Like, it just, it's infuriating to think that people, well, I suppose I've learned it because I've seen it firsthand, but, you know, like, there's two lovely ladies that come in the same age as my mother, and they, they've never drank or don't smoke, you know, don't, and the, the circumstances in which they lost their houses, like, one, um, just our marriage broke down and you know financially she's living in a hotel and then the other woman is a similar situation she's living in a hostel you know it's just you you can't just put them all into the same you know category you know that way like there's so many different reasons you can become homeless you know, and I've I've really learned that, like, all walks of life, and it could happen to any of us, you know, mm. so it really opens your eyes, <clears throat> it really does. I'm, I'm sure as well that, unfortunately, that's going to become even more so now, because as we emerge yeah. from COVID, like, pe- pe- people are mm. going to lose their homes or businesses, um, because yeah. some of it won't, you know, it, it's beyond well, saving sometimes. Yeah. You know, I know yeah, from yeah. I lost my own business a, a little while ago. It was yeah, a yeah. year and a half, and that was just the last straw. The last straw for me was the landlord yeah. doubling the rent. But the last straw now would be losing that revenue, maybe not being out to in a position to claim anything back, and, yeah. and it would be the last thing. And it, um, maybe they've been running on. Yeah. On empty for a long time, and it, this this is the thing that brings them brings them down. And it doesn't, as you say, you know, a marriage breakdown. I come across lots now where we do a lot more work yeah. in, in refuges where women fleeing domestic violence has been a massive thing. And yeah. literally, yeah. the person I had one a lady on my podcast, a very brave woman called Jodie, and she 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 was sort of explaining mm. the aftermath of of the guys in prison. So. He'd run up lots of debts because he was financially controlling, and and they end up clearing, mm. picking up the pieces. And they don't go. They yeah. know the guys in prison, yeah. so they don't go for him. So they go for the next big thing, which is the person's been yeah. through all this, and they so they didn't have to yeah. deal with the, um, you know, the yeah, the aftermath and all that. Yeah, <laughs> like, you yeah. think surely there should be something in place yeah. to say that you know this. this I know. Person, men as well go for it. So this human being has been through enough. Can we just put this aside yeah. now and, and, and help them? You know? I know. Now she has to just be strong, as strong yeah. as she can, pull it out yeah. somewhere and deal with all that as well. Yeah. And I don't know, know how people lose do. their houses and they, they end up yeah. you know, moving in with parents yeah. and, and all of these things. Yeah. You know? So uh, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. And then uh, I had a, met a couple of young people where... Um, say if they were in a council house and the parents passed and the house had taken off them, you know, because it would have been in the parents' yeah. name, you know, things like yeah. that. And, yeah. You know, so there's many different circumstances. Yeah. Well, I, I, obviously I was nearly there myself, just, just my, my sort of addictions and things. And this is why I love the people yeah. so much, because... I know how frail people can be, you know, and and sometimes yeah. it's partly, you know, you've got to take some responsibility. Sometimes, you know, some of it yeah. was my own doing, um, uh, but sometimes it's just things get out of control, and if you can't if you can't get them back, um, yeah, you, you, you know, sometimes we, you're just lucky enough to get out before it gets that bad. Um, 
and some people aren't. Um, but and, know, and it's going yeah. back. What you said earlier is very important. You said I just cut hair. Um, but it's a massive thing what we do, you know, um, because yeah. we affect it. As, the, it's the interaction with people. Yeah. Like, you know, even you know, I walk in Peter Mark. Uh, they're one of the biggest hairdressing chains in Ireland. They've, like, yeah. I think, they've seventy-one salons. Yeah. Um, but I, I walk in in Nice, but the. You know, your clients, you build up a rapport with them and a, you know, a friendship nearly, you know. And it's the same with yeah. the people in the Capuchin, you know. And and I'd have to say as well um, about Peter Mark, they've been very good to us. Uh, yeah. They, myself and Trevor work for Peter Mark. They've given us a lot of equipment uh, yeah. over the years and they've let us do fundraising days in the salon. and Yeah. You know, they they have been very good to us, so we're lucky for that, you know. So I have to say a big thank you to them. Yeah. <laughs> I thank them as well yeah. because it was a unique situation yeah. for us that once we once I realised these things, and it's not as easy to run a big thing like haircut for homeless as some people would imagine. And uh, one yeah. of the, stump, the challenges was pretty quickly that you being in Dublin was not part of the UK. Yeah. You know, so everything became a little bit more difficult, you know. So even I might even get something for posting. free, yeah. giving it to me, and it costs more to post it than it costs you to buy it. Oh, I know, yeah. You know, and all that yeah. type of thing. So you very quickly stepped up, you and the, and the whole team, and, and became like yeah. a self-sufficient um, project. Which yeah, so we, we've done um, a, a sponsored walk as well. That was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, we walked from Bray to Holt. It was it was absolutely brilliant. Um, so we raised a good bit of money from that as well. Um, a friend of mine owned the printers here in Blessington, and he did a punctual print. He done um, all the the sponsorship cards for me for free, yeah. and yeah. he also done uh, signage for me to bring into work for the days we were fundraising. Yeah. So it's just people like that, you know, they really help help you out, you know, and yeah. we bought you know, you know yourself when you're using your clippers and that constantly they don't last as long. So no. we've bought new clippers, I've got clippers off Peter Mark hair products, you know, so yeah. Just keep us going, you know, so you don't have to worry then if you've a little yeah. bit of money there. Now we don't have <laughs> by any means no, any no. big amount of money, but yeah. a little bit. You know, if, if, if clippers breaks, you'll you be able to afford another one. <laughs> yeah, that's so, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, um, yeah. And he, what, do you know what really struck me when I was over there talking to Brother Kevin? He was, he, he's always ever some concerned. He said, have you got enough money? Yeah. <laughs> you know, have you got enough? Have I you know. Got you need? <laughs> you know. I heard uh, that, yeah. I was a bit, I was yeah. a bit, I, I was a bit Taken I shouldn't really speak on your behalf, but I said, look, I'm sure they're fine because they're very self-supportive, yeah. you know. But, uh, oh, yeah. I think he's enough to be there. down with the bit of yeah. money that they yeah. get. Yeah. <laughs> feeding thousands of homeless people every day. Feeding thousands, <laughs> of, you know. He said, because I wouldn't want them to be yeah. out of pocket, you know. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I, I know, he breaks your heart, doesn't he? 
Oh, yeah, I remember we were in there at Easter and he gave us all an Easter egg <laughs> and I felt really guilty. I was going, oh, not, no, no, you don't have to do that. And he was going, no, I please, I want you to take it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I felt guilty then <laughs> taking it. <laughs> I bet you still ate it. But, uh, yeah, I did eat it, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if everyone, anyone who's listening to this, you get the best dinner, didn't you, after the session? Because they, they, oh did my God, and thing, didn't they? they we, we worked oh. a couple of hours and they shut the place for sort of three quarters of an hour. And all the volunteers yeah. and all the people working there all sit down and eat. And then they reopen for the yeah. afternoon. And it's wonderful, isn't it? What a wonderful. Yeah, because you're actually not allowed to leave the place unless you have a dinner. Yeah. They're up, um, are you coming down for your dinner? And yeah. even if you're not hungry, you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah but the food is unbelievable. Oh, my it's God, really it's gorgeous. <laughs> and one of the lads, you know, Tony, he yeah. comes up the stairs before we even start. He's able to tell us what's on for dinner. He's like, oh, they have roast beef today, lad. Because <laughs> he walked through the kitchen. To, yeah, just goes out, the roast beef and the donuts. <laughs> And one time a, a hotel, a real posh hotel down the road, uh, donated these gorgeous fancy cakes. And oh, he was right. like, oh, they wear fancy cakes down there, lads, for after our dinner. <laughs> well, oh, well, it was really funny because when, when my sister and I went and done the podcast with him, um, he, he, he phoned down and said, I don't want these people, I won't do the accent, I don't want these people leaving here without their dinner. Make sure. I know, I yeah. It's almost yeah. like frog marched to a table and sat down and made oh, food yeah. dinner Jeez, before we yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, that's an Irish thing. You have to have your dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's gas. Uh, isn't it? Like, he yeah. wouldn't let you out the door until you had a dinner because then you know you're set up for the day. <laughs> oh, there's, there's so much to be learned, isn't there? You know, like, there's so many lessons in life for all of these things that you, you see there is that you could spread yeah. out to everything going on, even, you know, every, even the stuff that's going on in America and, the, you know, all of these things. You, yeah. You, you, you can just cure a lot of it with just that that love for, for your fellow man, which he's got, you know. And yeah. It's not, we get wrapped up yeah. in all crap, don't we, in our minds and our opinions and yeah. all that. Just keep it simple down to the point of yeah. what that man does. And, uh I've, yeah. I've, I'm just blown away by what goes on there because you you know people look to me sometimes imagining that I'm like um, a, a selfless person and I'm far from that I'm miserable old so you've only got to ask me kids but you know you, <laughs> <laughs> you know you go to someone like that and, and you think I've done nothing you know but at least I've yeah, done something yeah. and that's the thing don't come away thinking you, you oh, can't yeah. all be brother Kevin's there's only you know, I know, yeah. That's why when he says to us, he just says to us, you're all wonderful people. And I'm like, <laughs> is he for real? Like, yeah. like, look what he's doing. We're, you know, just coming into, you know, co-hair. And, uh, but I have to say, I, we all love it. We really do. And yeah, we can't wait to get back at it. We love oh, it. And they're all on to me saying they miss it. And, mm. you know, I just can't wait to get back in and see them all. And, you know, Hope everybody's well and, yeah. you know, I'm think, sure you're the same. <laughs> yeah, I think the sad thing is that we we know, we know we will have lost people. Um, 
but it's yeah. just being there for the ones that, that, that have got through it, isn't it? Wow. And uh, it'll be a great okay. thing for them. I, you know, I don't underestimate it. I'm sure that to get back that first session, that they just start that first feeling of getting back to normality and that things are getting better. Yeah. Just just by that first yeah. thing where they can all come and get a haircut, it'll be a, you know, it's going to be an amazing, yeah, very it's a social thing for them as well, you know. Yeah. It's not just about getting their hair cut. And yeah. obviously it gives them a lift and they feel great. And I'm sure, you, did you see the photo of the makeup, the makeover we done on one of the guys, Monica, done yeah. it? He had really, really long hair. And yeah. um, he done a beautiful cut and he felt a million dollars going out the door. He looked amazing, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of... Uh, be a lot of very long hair by the time we get back. <laughs> I think so, yeah. There's going to be some brilliant yeah. makeovers, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What's, the, what's, the, what's the future, um, do you think? I mean, the first stage is going to be getting things back to, to normal. Um, and you have, yeah. you've had, had approaches, haven't you, for, for, for spreading it out a bit further in the past yeah we have um, we, we've set up a, a second project in Limerick City um, there's a guy he's actually friends with a couple of the guys Trevor Birmingham he owns his own salon in Limerick so we there's a place McGarry House in Limerick City we went down a couple of times and Trevor Trevor Birmingham he leads that that one now yeah. So they're quite busy as well, you know. So, yeah. you know, I'd I'd love to get other projects up and running. It's just, uh, you know, getting out there and finding places. And we you were hoping to do the something people, in Cork. Yeah, the people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you find something like that, as you said, Trevor now is carrying it on. You need to find a trip yeah, to this world and that to, 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 yeah, to take so, the reins. Because you can't go and yeah, do so he, Yeah, so it just happened, this guy who owns his own salon, he wanted to get involved. He got in touch with us. So we found a, a venue, went down a couple of times, and he just took over, you know. And he, he's a great guy as well. He's got um, a lot of his... He's got a lot of equipment donated for his projects, and, you know, he kind of looks after it everything himself so he's doing a great job down there so if you just finding more people like that and venues and you know putting yourself out there a bit more isn't it really yeah i'm i'm, I'm sure it'll come yeah um, and but the thing is you don't force it because if you force it yeah yeah you're gonna it's almost like putting something on someone um but if you wait for yeah. it to come generally someone comes through and says look i'm i'm in cork I desperately want, I love what yeah. you're doing. I want to get going. And, and then yeah. if, if they keep at you, <laughs> if you get, if yeah. you can't get rid of them, they're the one for you because they're the ones that desperately Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of these yeah. people have said to me, well, I've, I messaged you a lot and you didn't get back to me, but I, I kept I kept on and I go, it's all right. Well, you passed the test because... <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you kept, you kept yeah. on. <laughs> it wasn't really, just I'm not really yeah. with... Uh, Catching up on things. Yeah. But, uh, it yeah, I'd be the same, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we've said now, me and my sister, Belinda, who you've met, um, we've, yeah. we're going to prioritise, firstly, building everything back up. So whereas we had sort of 20-odd projects waiting to go, places like yours and everyone's going to try and get to them all again and, and make sure everything's all right and, um, you know, 
get everything, get the, the build the foundations back strong, and then start again with yeah. the. You know, it's just it's not stopped us. It's just set us back. That's the way I see it. Yeah, um, we've got the rest of our yeah. lives, haven't we? Yeah. That's the thing. It's you yeah, know, I'm doing it. this for We're life. I'm there. sure you lot are. Yeah, you know, yeah, me too. So, <laughs> yeah, so you know, in the scheme of things, it'll it'll all be fine. I'm sure. Yeah, please God. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back in before we know it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. Well, Siobhan, I'm so grateful to you. Um, um, and, and I want you to you. pass my, I mean, I, I do it anyway, but just pass my love on to everyone there because you're an oh, amazing really? bunch of people. You really, really are. And um, oh, I love thanks. every minute. I mean, I've, 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 got, I've got a trip booked in August, but, you know, it's doubtful. It, it may happen. Goes, yeah. We don't know. You know, it may yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, and and hopefully, if if we are able to by then, I'll I'll come back out there and, and catch up with everyone and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we with. go. Yeah, yeah. But thanks for yeah, thanks great. for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank great you. to talk to you. And you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling. 